Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. I'm Bob Boylan with All Songs Considered. A few months before the release of the Antlers 2014 album Familiars, Peter Silberman, the band's singer and prime member, lost the hearing in his left ear. Sounds were staticky, there was the ringing of tinnitus, and the whole affair was frightening. The result was a retreat of sorts from playing, from conversation, and loud spaces, and as his hearing returned, there was trepidation. Playing music became a very quiet affair and eventually inspired this new song called Karuna, a Sanskrit word for compassion. The song shifts and builds over its eight-plus-minute life. Here's how it starts. That's a taste of Karuna. The song takes another four minutes before it even seems to have a pulse. And so it's peaceful and thought-provoking. I called Peter Silberman up a few days before Thanksgiving to talk about making music when everyday life seems so fragile. A new reality has just set in. Um, it's, it's kind of the feeling of, of having the rug pulled out from under you. And I think when that happens, the mind tends to go a million places at once, and it all happens very quickly, and it can be very overwhelming. And I, I think for this song, I wanted to slow down time to see what was going on in there. And the, the rug that you're talking being pulled out from under you is the very basic thing that we all take so for granted, and that's especially musicians, and that's hearing. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you, you, I used to play next to a very loud guitar player and, and know what it's like to have, but not quite to your degree, to have uh, ears uh, blown out. What happened with you? Well, it's, it's still a bit of a mystery to me, honestly. The best that I've been able to understand it since it happened was that one morning a couple of years ago, um, I woke up to find that uh, I had this huge buildup of pressure in my left ear, kind of like when your ears pop on an airplane. And that's happened to me before, and I didn't really think much of it. But as the day kind of settled in, I realized that I couldn't actually hear anything out of that ear. Oh. And then as I tried to just kind of go about my day, I noticed that all the sounds around me, like everyday sounds, running water and, you know, a door opening and closing, sounded, uh, I, I guess the best way to describe it would be that they sounded distorted and, and overdriven and painful. That's frightening. Yeah, it was, very, it was very scary. You know, what accompanied this was this really tremendous ringing in my ears or I don't even know if ringing is really the right way to describe it because it really sounded more like rushing water. 
and it, it sounded like it was in the same family as as tinnitus that I had had before, which is just you know the ringing that a lot of people get in their ears after you know being at a loud show or I mean it can be triggered by a lot of things, but that's I think what it's mm-hmm. yeah. pretty often associated with, and I think most of us suffer from it a little bit if we've yep. spent any time in, I'm with in you. that world. Yeah. Um, so, but this was at a level I'd never experienced before, and it was all-consuming. Like it, it took over. It took me a few hours to realize that this was not something that was going to pass immediately. I, I think that reality started to set in that this was something I needed to see a doctor about. Things were no longer normal. Saw a doctor. They said what? I saw a few doctors, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, the thing about hearing injuries is, I think a lot of it is fairly mysterious to even the doctors who specialize in it. So much of it, especially in the case of what I was experiencing, so much of it's based on my experience and my perception. There's not a lot that can be measured. They could measure my hearing loss, and they confirmed that I I had lost most of my hearing. Could they tell you that you've lost it, or did they say it may come back? Um, Yeah, they said that I had lost it and that it may come back but that it might not come back either. And and I I was prescribed a steroid, and over the course of several weeks, my hearing did begin to come back and eventually returned almost completely. Hmm. But the the tinnitus remained for a long time, and the sensitivity to sound also subsided, but it took took a while as well. When you say sensitivity to sound, so you're at a let's say a restaurant people are chatting that's which is kind of a loud everyday volume is that the kind of yeah yeah and i mean it was to the extent that i wouldn't have even walked to that restaurant oh wow um, so yeah playing music with friends playing music at all was was out of the question the sound of my own voice reverberating in my head was um wow. was was very painful and I, I i pretty much had to just kind of uh be more or less silent while this was happening conversations could you um i think my friends would say that the conversations we had around that time involved me speaking very low or whispering so let's fast forward to to the here now and i'm going to play just a little more of this cut and i'd like to come back and talk about how you began to approach music again given your sensitivity this is uh the song Karuna from the album Impermanence.
was a stretch of time where I had to come to terms with the possibility that I wasn't going to be able to play music anymore. Um, because if my if what had happened hadn't improved, singing would have not been an option. Playing guitar might not have been an option. And I sat with that reality until things started to get better. And when that happened, I started trying to play again and, and trying to sing again and testing where the boundary was of the sensitivity and of the pain of it. And what I found was that if I sang very quietly and if I played guitar very quietly, that this would be a path for me. These songs came out of that that kind of method of playing over the course of a couple of years. Hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't go right into working on this record. It was something that was largely living in my head for some time before I actually had the opportunity to to make it. Oh, you're one of those people who actually can hear music before you actually. In other words, music is more the act of putting down what's already in your head. I think that's part of it, but it's not necessarily that I'm hearing the music in my head. It's It might be that I come up with the music while playing guitar, while playing piano, mm -hmm. and I remember it and kind of play it in my head while I'm conceptualizing the lyrical sides of it and the kind of um, the thematic elements of it. So Karuna is about compassion, about acts of compassion. So the way that compassion figures into this is I think it's a little less about acts of compassion and more about this moment of sudden fear setting in and the disorientation of that and the aloneness of that experience and what it's like to kind of ask for compassion from life, from the universe, from as if it's a force of nature. It, you know, it's calling out to it as, a, as this sort of force, as if it's fled, as if it's gone away and you don't know where to find it. Was the fear related to the hearing completely? Yeah, and I think at the moment that it was happening, it was about the hearing, but it expanded out from that. And because I didn't quite know what was happening at the time, it's just sort of a fear at large, fear mm -hmm. of the situation you suddenly found yourself in, saying, I don't know what just happened and I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Nothing about it seems good. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Let's play a little bit more here.
very peaceful, Peter. I really uh, find it calming. I haven't uh, spent time with the whole record, but is, is, was that what this was for you as a player? Yeah, definitely. I I think after this experience and and the the stretch of time afterwards, I felt like I really not only needed calming music for myself, but it was what I wanted to create. And I, I think that goes for the, the the mood of the album and the mood of this song, but also what it's talking about lyrically is to kind of relate my experience outward. Because I, I don't think... I don't think it's particularly unique to have an experience where you're afraid or where you have a sudden change of circumstance and, and don't know what to do and, and don't know how to adjust. Probably more common than not that that happens in, in one's life. You know, I think everybody experiences it at some point. And when this happened for me, I just wanted to do the experience justice mm -hmm. and try and create something that could speak to that experience and that would feel relevant to it. And why Impermanence with the title track uh, is the last track on the record, but the album's called Impermanence. Where, where does that fall into all of this? Well, Impermanence kind of became a guiding philosophy for this record and, and for myself for a while, or if it wasn't a guiding philosophy, it was just an idea that I continued to return to over and over again while I was writing it and while I was working through what had happened. This idea that everything is temporary and that everything is passing eventually, and um, you know that can mean that peaceful times pass and, and distress comes, but it also means the distress passes and and peace comes, and it's it's this circular process that seemed to just lend some logic to how life feels mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And I think it's something that one of the few things we all have in common is <laughs> that we pass, spend our, our lives reckoning with that. Peter Silberman of The Antlers, his new solo album is called Impermanence. It comes out February 21st. The premiere of the song Karuna is on the All Songs Considered website. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. I need your name
Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.